0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Welcome to Herb Lab. This week, we review last week's show on adaptogens with Marie Noel Groves, author of Body Into Balance. And later in Herbal 101, we answer a question on tincturing. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter, and I'm Sue Sierra Lupe, and, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Real Herbalism Radio. Radio. So were you adequately inspired last week, Sue? Yes, I was very inspired. I
2: really loved the Body and DeBalance book. It was super fun. And, and Maria Noel Groves is a, just a, a, a splendid person. She's delightful. I yeah. really enjoyed visiting with her.
1: Yeah, I hope she comes back. I do too, actually.
0: She said <laughs> she'd she she her organ Oregon maybe next year. Nice. So that'd yeah.
1: be cool. Oh, I'd love to have you're, her. On the you're show hearing in. in the
0: background, you're hearing our big dog who finally found a squeak toy during recording time.
1: Yes. Yes, he's, adapting. Adapting. he's yes. adapting. Yes. Adapting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I will try to, try to get wrestle from it him. from him without wrestling it from him.
1: Good. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, she
2: talked about adaptogens, and I believe that's our focus tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've been, I've been experimenting some with adaptogens this week. Mm-hmm. I was fighting off a flu, so I used the astragalus that you brought over, which was awesome.
2: Yeah, that's
1: good. And that worked, that's been working.
2: So, so we have a, a little a pile of herbs here. Let's see, we've mm-hmm. got them in, you can hear them clinkety clunking. That's me being graceful as normal. Yeah, oh, Sue okay. has a plan for tasting are you, a lot are you of It's yeah, like yeah, a sure. Foley?
0: It's like a Foley clinking clanging clinking, bottles? Clanging. And jars yes, yes,
2: I'm, I'm the sound a foley. effects. foley. Yeah. So, the, the, we have eight bottles of, of tincture here. <laughs>
0: eight bottles of tincture
2: on the hey, They're all adaptogens
1: in some capacity.
2: Correct. And for adaptogen, the way uh, Candace and I define it is an herb that helps you adapt to stress. Yeah. It kind of it promotes uh, homeostasis in the body as well as just helping you circulate out some of the crud.
1: Right. So from my perspective or the way I look at it is if the herb helps you overcome the problem, whether the problem is excess or not enough, Mm -hmm. um, then that's adaptogenetic.
2: Yeah. And uh, Maria Noel Groves has in her book a kind of nice little list of things that it's under why stress is so bad. It's on page 44. For those of you that have the book, she's got a, a lovely list of things that stress does to you that is positive, you know, in the short term, but in negative, when you continue it, then you end up with, I won't read the whole thing, but cognitive memory issues, insomnia, um, decreased detoxification, slower, less adequate digestion, elimination, uh, decreased immune function, and so on and so on. And and that's just, stress is normal. Stress happens. But if you don't have a way of handling it, or it just, it overwhelms you, then you end up with, Medical conditions um, that can last for quite some time, as well as psychological conditions that we see for a lifetime. So that's one of the things that these herbs do is help you manage that, along with some behavior modifications. So we have these lovely herbs here. That
1: and Patrick's planning to be the guinea pig and try each one of them. I will too. I will too. I so will too. Yes. Well, that's a
2: lot of
0: alcohol, isn't it?
2: Oh, drop by guys. drop. I mean, we're not chugging the bottle here. Okay, you're not supposed
1: to chug the bottle, no, Patrick. To, let's start with
2: something really lovely. Uh, tulsi, also known as holy basil. This is um, a nice little herb to grow. It's a good garden plant that I've. I know a person that grows this. Is an indoor plant.
1: Ooh, yeah! I'd like to get some seeds for that. I don't have any yet. Aww. That's one of the things I haven't found. But I bet you that would work really nicely in the arrow Garden because it's of the basil family, and basil is one of the Aero Garden or the hydroponic plants, like for herbs. Mm-hmm. It's got it produces so many essential oils that even in a hydroponic setting, you still get good flavor out of yeah.
2: it. Yeah, yeah. So if you are planting it outside, it's a spring planting, and if you're planting it for inside, you can start it. Um, At the end of summer inside, when want to take advantage of that heat and then bring it into your house as a a garden spring plant so you have something fresh all the time. And, boy, it's got a beautiful little taste. I'm going to open it up right now and take a little plunger here and taste it. There you go, Patrick. Um, As far as uh, uh, basils are concerned, I mean, it doesn't really necessarily taste like basil. It's got kind of a warm and soft, almost flowery taste. How would you describe it? with a little
0: bit of pepper on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, a and, I, and I don't aftertaste. know if
0: the, the pepper is the alcohol, but there's a little bit of pepper on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how that, like with many things that have that little bit of spice, how that's good for circula- circulation. Um, it's very calming. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to use it when, like this week, for example, I have a lot of uh, psych- psychological stress going on. And uh, this Tulsi was a nice thing to have to mitigate some of those issues. So it's one that I've carried in my purse from time to time.
1: Yeah, I used it during the week before we were closing on our house, which was a really, really stressful week. I mean, not only were we closing on a mortgage and house and all of that, but Mm -hmm. we were back to school and there was work was just amazingly busy, which is good. It was all good stuff. But that's a lot of things to keep straight. It wasn't necessarily bad stress in that I wasn't angry or having issues, but it Mm -hmm. was just, it was a lot. It was constant barrage of stuff. Yeah. So I used Tulsi through that to help keep my nervous system more calm and it worked pretty nicely.
2: It's a good blend with barrage for Mm -hmm. people that feel overwhelmed. Um, I have a, a friend that, that, often struggles with feeling overwhelmed that's her indicator that she's got some stresses she just feels like she wants to explode and little things that people do irritate her far more than the situation right. merits uh and she balances tulsi and and Borage together and so Borage is another
1: good adaptogenetic herb in that it it's specifically for helping either before or after crisis helping mm-hmm. with recovery
2: which also has a really nice cucumbery kind of taste so it balances well with this one Mm -hmm. Um, the next one here we have astragalus and this is one you used this week
1: correct yes i did i'm fighting off flu and and uh, astragalus is one of the ones that i've turned to to me it tastes (laughs) nice face Sue absolutely like sweet and delicious but sue's making a face like it was horrible i i i
2: taste some delicious in there and other things that I'm not sure "delicious" is the word I would look for. <laughs> it's again; these are a lot of them are s- that one. I think the Sue made, yeah. That so it's a super, <laughs> super condensed. <laughs> Yep. Well, it's been sitting there for a long time, sucking things in before I didn't I, I didn't know
0: lichens could taste like that.
1: It's not, it's not a lichen. Oh, it's root. a thing. Oh, it's, a yeah, it's a
0: root. It's a straggless? A is
1: a writ. What yeah. am it's I thinking? I don't know what you're thinking. No,
0: don't know. I'm thinking the things that hang in. Usnea. Usnia. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm different. I'm sorry. sorry.
1: Usnea is different. Well, yeah.
2: You think? Yeah. <laughs> but this is a really good one for IVs a lot, and I think you were too, for your immune support and some cardiac. It just... It's an Ayurvedic herb, and it blends well with a whole bunch of other Ayurvedic herbs. It's usually found in a blend in Ayurvedic medicine.
1: Yeah, um, it's although- used in Chinese medicine as well. Um, trying to remember, it's restorative to the qi and helps the body transform qi into blood so that it keeps moving, I think. Wow. I just read about that recently. It's the only one of the lot of what we have that I've actually read about recently in the Chinese medicine book, which is honestly a lot for me to remember and wrap my head around because I'm just a beginner. Well, but Bravo, my friend. That's Bravo. What I remember. <laughs> yeah, it looked like, like she was reading it from
2: the
0: back of Riley's.
1: Yeah, it's like and I sing and I see it, <laughs> and I'm, the page is right. There, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got my secret. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the parchment roll. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. It's
2: more like microfish. <laughs> checking it on my internal Google Dandelion. we just
1: a We call it kugel
2: kugel, kugel. kugel.
0: Oh. Jeez. oh man! Thank I'm you for here. that. I'm out.
2: I'm out. <laughs> okay, and a lot. This is uh The next one is a plant that I have combined with the stragglers before, which is burdock.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That is used a lot in Chinese medicine as well. I just don't remember why. I'm not a big kind of
0: fine. Yeah. You don't like it?
1: Oh, that's too bad. I'll
0: try it, but you know, Ken says that candied burdock in the Oh that
1: candied burdock. And
0: I still won't try it. Yes. Well, I still don't like it. I
1: think if I remember right, burdock creates more dampness in the system as opposed to drying the system. And my system is dry naturally, so burdock tastes absolutely delicious to me. I like it, it's I sweet, love it. it's yeah. sweet
0: as a tincture. I like it, yeah, yeah, it's mm, good. I, yeah. I wouldn't have known that,
2: mm-hmm. but yeah, so but as the candy part, it is very medicinal. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely, it tastes like
1: candy to me, so well, y'all are just crazy. We, well, <laughs> that's established, <laughs> documented, but your point.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really like this one, and you can see why it would blend well with lots of other things that are a little more aromatic or bitter because it's a good – just the flavor itself
1: yeah, blends well it blends with nicely. lots now, of other how would things. Now, how would you call that? Is that an adaptogen as well, do you think? Yeah. Or how so? Yeah. Uh, well, be- I it think it – it,
2: normally people think of it as a tonic. Right. But the line between a tonic and
1: adaptogen is a little fuzzy. It can be, Yeah. yeah.
2: I think the term adaptogen let's see from my own inner dictionary was coined in 1947 and I believe it was from a pharmacologist probably probably yeah. you know somebody that dabbles in both chemistry and and the pharmaceutical industry and that's where it came from and since then it it has been it's been pertaining more often to the herbal field and as herbalists do, they tend to make terms their own in ways that other parts of the industry do not. <laughs> well, that is so true. That we fold, so true. spindle, and we mutilate at random. <laughs> yes, we do. But yeah, the burdock, I I have seen it blends well with lots of different formulas. It's a good rip tonic. It's good for digestion. Mm-hmm. It's good for circulation. It's good for the nervous system, just all as most tonics are, and thus... It makes a good adaptogen.
1: Makes sense, yeah.
2: And you know, okay. just as a raw plant, you can get it in the store as gobo.
1: Yes, which is what I made the candied gobo from, which yeah. was just store-bought at the Asian store. Simple. Yeah. You, know, you could do it from, you know, out in the out in your yard or, right, whatever, from a or whatever. First year yeah. wet, generally. Yeah, you could do it from something you dug up, but I was just much too lazy to actually dig out gobo root this time. So you know, that's another thing about oh, burdock. Is that it? You're harvesting at a time, and it's really tough to dig out. It is. We did that that one year yep. at Mount Pisgah. Oh my God, that was a long digging. That was, <laughs> yeah. And they
2: were they were new first year plants, but they went down mm-hmm. deep. They and, did. And did
0: you dig? When did you harvest them?
2: It was in the fall. fall. Yeah. There had been like a rain or two, but still. The first part came out fairly easy, snap, and then we had to dig for the rest.
1: Yeah, and it was was a lot of digging. And there was still a significant piece that we did not get. We Mm -hmm. were just like, you know what? We're done. You know, after four feet, we're done. Really?
2: (laughs) 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 We got our mining hats on. (laughs) But this is a, a very nice adaptogen herb. And then the other one on our list here, we have American ginseng. Yes, that's another
1: Sue made tincture. So, careful. That's going to be a nice. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a warning. It's it really a
2: fairly light colored one, which is kind of cool. And it, the American um, Herbalist Association does not allow you to call it American ginseng uh, because okay. it's not a true ginseng.
1: Oh, okay. I yeah, so, I just violated
2: rules. Ha ha. I don't care.
1: <sighs> yeah, you're used to that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's also delicious. Is it a bitter one? It's, um, yes, it's bitter. And um, you guys are making some lovely faces here. It yeah, stays it, like, with you. It's
0: like burns. It feels dry on the tongue.
2: It's very dry. And it mm-hmm. feels
0: like this, like the whole sensation, like there was zero water.
1: Right. <laughs> like it right. sucked the water yeah. out of you. <laughs> <It> is, <yeah. laughs> yes.
0: But it was good. I liked it.
1: Yeah. So what around. do you use American ginseng for? How is that one used to adapt to Um that one's a more
2: traditional uh ginseng. And let's come I think I brought in another.
1: We have There's the Eleuthero.
2: Eleuthero. So this I'll we'll have this one afterwards to kind of compare these two fake ginsengs. So
1: this one, theuthro yeah. is the
2: Siberian ginseng, which you can't call it ginseng anymore, sorry, and then the American ginseng right next to it. The only Panix ginseng is the one that the, the American Herbalist Association will allow you to call ginseng. Panix? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Which we is the Chinese that, ginseng. We
0: use that in a um,
2: it's in, in the a male, male herbal. Male, yeah. 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 So the American one is um, supposed to, I think it's more uh, um, tonifying or um, I've mostly had it in blends. Okay. Like the, um, the Chinese herbal. Um, sorry, the Chinese ginseng is supposed to like give you a lot more energy.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it's a stimulant.
2: Yeah, it's a stimulant, whereas the American one is not necessarily for stimulation. It's more for long-term energy s- sustenance, Okay, as it was explained to me. Yeah. And that one is not one that I have used that much. And one of the reasons why I kind of shied away from it is because of the way it has classically been harvested
1: which would be, I assume, a wild, over-harvested. Yeah, harvested the But
2: there's a lot of, now, there's certainly a lot of people that organically grow it. Nice. So it's, so uh, it's yeah, so it's, it, it makes a big difference. And also, I've noticed that the taste of American ginseng grown organically has a sweeter taste to it.
1: Hmm. And it's I don't know if that
2: has to do with more regular watering or more pampered soil, or I know if something's out in the mountains. yeah. You know, it's got a fin for itself, so it'll have a few more bitter alkaloids in it. Yeah. Uh, the, so,
1: how does that compare to a luthro? So, a Here we go. We're gonna. Which is called Luthrocynicoccus, if I remember. Yes. That's the Again, correct long Again, the name. Kugel
0: is going. She's reading her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> and, it,
2: and the taste is it has that slightly oh, sharp taste like the American ginseng does. But it's not as overpowering, I don't think. It's not as drying.
0: Not at all. It's very sweet and it's You can almost, taste it as a rut. It's almost light. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. – it's like, you know – Yeah, what is that? The other one was really noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. Yeah.
2: yeah. Where this one's more of a traditionally known adaptogen, the Siberian ginseng. Yeah. The first introduction I had to Siberian ginseng was – oh, gosh. I think it was in the 80s I ran into a Slim Novel – Slim Novel – Whatever that uh, <laughs> means, a slim book just called Siberian ginseng. Oh, nice! And that was the first time I'd ever read a monograph too. Oh, ah, interesting. It was a little herb yeah. shop, and like I think that it cost five dollars or something, which I happen to have. So like, okay, mm, I'll right. learn about this. That's, Perfect. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's how I now know how about Siberian ginseng, and he. The author had quoted several studies that uh, I guess the Russian government was all about this herb. It was very easy to grow in the area, and they wanted to learn how to um, help the Soviet people survive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so they did a lot of research on it, and um, they were using it to help people with cancer, which is something that you notice for a lot of these adaptogens. There's a lot of cancer studies. It's one of the links that they have for um, all of these. Yeah, my bet
1: is that many of them are good for not just cancer, but a wide variety of very serious illnesses.
2: Correct. Yeah, definitely. So it's a,
1: it's a, I think it's an easier herb to take.
2: And I have had some solid extract with Eleuthero Mm -hmm. that was actually very tasty. It's, uh, there's a company that mass produces it. And so people will take that a spoonful in their tea or something like that, you know, as a sweetener. Or they put it in their oatmeal or something, and stir it. So in. is
1: it like a syrup or?
2: Yeah, very a solid extract is a very thick syrup. Okay, I've uh, tried a lot of different solid extracts. The hawthorn was my favorite solid extract. I would I just, imagine that would
1: be really tasty.
2: Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. yeah. How could hawthorn you go wrong fruit. with hawthorn? Yeah, it was really, it was really delightful. But there is a whole bunch of different. You know, that's a, a burgeoning industry as well because mm-hmm. it's basically a sweet version of herbs and highly condensed. Yeah. So that was, that's what we had like a sample that was that uh, for a company that we worked for. And then when we were done sampling it, I'm like, oh, I'll take the rest of it and stir mm-hmm. that into my nice. in my coffee. And it was, I'm not copying my tea. And that was a nice way to kind of sweeten it up and also get myself charged Yeah, I
1: found it did. It was energizing. So both the American ginseng and the eleuthero are probably known for helping the nervous system in particular. Mm -hmm. Their affinity would be there. Yeah, I know the eleuthero is one that I used a very long time ago um, on the advice of an herbalist who did some pulse testing and that sort of thing. And it was she combined that with blue vervain. Hmm. I think it was yeah, it was blue vervain and. Some it, was, other. it was one other. I can't remember the other one, but it was one of those ones that blue vervain is almost always combined with. Okay. It was one of those really popular. And then she had added this one in hmm. to, I think help speed things up because my pulse was sluggish. Oh, I don't know sluggish pulse. Sluggish. Right.
2: And then the one
1: we mentioned, Hawthorne,
2: we've got that mm-hmm. one here. And Hawthorne in this case is the Hawthorne Berry. Um, we have this on our website, a piece about Hawthorne on our website, a little monograph on it. Yeah, we've short. got the
1: herbifolio on Hawthorne. Or, yeah. or no, is it? A, no, we didn't do an Hawthorne. Distinction of red color.
2: Yes, yeah. You can also get the Hawthorne. And there's a fruity taste to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I recognize that flavor from like another thing. You from know, like jelly. No, no, no. Like a, almost like a soda of some sort that I've had recently.
2: Oh. It's interesting. Mm. It's yeah. sweet.
0: But it's not overtly sweet. It's, it's soft, not. There's a soft, yeah. It's a soft it. It's like a velvety flavor, a velvety mouthfeel to it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but no, I, and don't they say that if 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 you take a tincture and it just does not agree with you, mm-hmm. chances are you don't eat it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it
0: if you take a tincture and it's really, it's you like, find that
2: delicious. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. like
0: your body is like, ah, give me more of that. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, there's been times where I'll have the same tincture a few months later and go, oh, you, mm. I don't eat that. Ah.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I've said this before, but St. John's wort is that for me. When my mm-hmm. back hurts, St. John's wort, when yeah. it doesn't hurt. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. oh. Why like did I ever like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. But yeah, Hawthorne's a great one. We put we send a lot of that out to people with hypertension yeah. in the clinic.
1: It's, yeah, that's one of those ones that's good for both high blood pressure and low blood pressure because it, it helps your heart stabilize. try to stabilize in the right range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a really uh, fairly effective
2: yet – easy on the system yes yeah it's good for digestion it's good it blends well with just about everything honestly Um, easy to take because it tastes good yeah a fabulous syrup yeah very and like you made a jelly
1: you said yeah we make jelly with hawthorn and some cayenne pepper (laughs) in it
2: (laughs) yeah favorite
1: (laughs) so you just put that on an english muffin Oh, yeah, yeah, or, you know, take oh, a spoonful of it. Yeah. That's yeah. my version of a, uh, what did you call that? It's constant, solid, solid extract. extract. Yeah. <laughs> solid, extract. Yeah. solid extract. Cut off jelly. a hunk of that and eat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, Hawthorne has its own pectin in it, so it's super easy to make. Yeah, I is. mean, you don't have to work very hard to make Hawthorne jelly. So you don't add pectin to it?
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes you? we
1: do, sometimes we
2: don't. Because that's the struggle been, with making the tincture with Hawthorne is because it has its own pectin; mm-hmm. it can turn into a gel mass.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I've added pectin when I was not sure, or I was, you know, I, I didn't, didn't know whether I was, I was feeling uncertain. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I add it, sometimes I don't. Right. You know, I, I kind of, I make the. The infusion, essentially, mm-hmm. the decoction with the t- with the hawthorn berries and then the uh, cayenne. And I strain it out and I hand it to Patrick and say, here you go. Now make jelly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. And the well, jelly makes. Well, yeah, and well, and lots- either there's pectin or there isn't. <laughs> well, and If you look at
0: a pectin package, they're not going to tell you from hawthorn. No, no, no. no. They, don't, they don't know. So we did find a book about
2: preserving oh. the w- weird things like that. And is it called Preserving
1: Weird Things? Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm <laughs> I can't remember where. Oh, my God. It's a book that was written in like 1942. Like that's the copy we have. It's like a oh. really old book. It's really yeah, thin. But it was
0: but, recommended yeah. to us. Uh-huh. And some of the stuff is now you wouldn't you, – it's actually proven poisonous. You wouldn't eat like it. Poke like poke something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah. this was for putting poke away and putting, you know, hawthorn Berry and preserving things that were um, wildcrafted like that. that sure. There was no other information about it. Right. And we got the book and we were like, oh, yeah. so Hawthorne was in there. So I think that's what we based our recipe on.
1: Yeah. Well, now, I,
0: now I can't remember the book and I brought it up. So I feel like we have yeah. to put it in the notes. We have it. We own the book. I know.
1: But I'd have to go start digging for
2: it
0: right Dig, now. Start digging. Dig.
1: It's for posterity. You know, I think
2: it,
0: uh, that, I, it might also be on the Practical Herbalist website because we got it for a podcast we got it it was but, in one of the show yeah.
1: notes but i don't remember
2: did so you put the, the hawthorn jelly on? recipe
1: on the website yes it we should did. be there
0: yes it should okay. be uh, because there i don't remember it but. i can i can verify that because we have the technology
1: Ooh. yeah i don't even mm-hmm. have to read my eyelids for that
0: <laughs> ah the Google doesn't work for that
2: <laughs> now we have two more left here shiitake and licorice shiitake who did shiitake Oh, I made Chicago. Oh, that's right. right. You did that yeah. You did that a couple weeks like I ago. That, we, that just was last our, week. Yeah. our mushroom
0: podcast. That's right. Before, yeah. So we're going to start
2: with that. Oh, look at this color. Isn't that gorgeous? What the what's oh, devilry? It's white. Crazy white. Did you say,
0: What the devilry? Is that what you said? I don't yeah, know what I said. Is. It is kind of milky. In it's color. milky
2: looking. Yeah. This is a tincture that I want to put this in my mouth. Here I go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this okay, is really okay, before you that's do that before scene, you sure. do that okay, the article
0: there. the our recipe that is on our our site is called haw jelly
2: Haw jelly Ha jelly, ha jelly. Yeah. it is okay there. so okay, true believers get there. on that ha jelly thing and it and, and really usually advised to collect your hawthorn berries
1: after a frost
0: after a frost because mm-hmm. they do yes. change yes. yes they do. And they'll, they'll If you're living in a southern here.
1: climate that doesn't have frost but does have hob, hawthorns, mm-hmm. watch for what you want is to pick the berry when it's got a little bit of softness to it when you squeeze it with your fingers. There are some varieties of hawthorn that will develop their pectin and all of that stuff, which is what you're waiting for with the frost, mm-hmm. that will do that all on their own. Okay, and they mostly temperature. Yeah, Yeah. temperature isn't a requirement for them. So if you're living down in like California or pretty much anything south of the Mason Dixon line, Mm -hmm. you can look for just squeeze the berry. If the berry's soft when you squeeze it, the haw is soft when you squeeze it, the outer fruity part of it, then it's ready for picking. Okay. They're usually nice and bright red. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Now on to shiitake. So this was the shiitake tincture that I made when it's we milky white. Th- that has some flavor. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there's some flavor um, there. I think it's really good. <laughs> good. That's this is the, the flavor. The, this was that double oh, extract v- that I did from the as her mouth. Yeah, there's that flavor.
2: That has yeah. some flavor. Yeah, there, and it,
0: with 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 nice hints of rubber at the end.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just a
0: just a just a so, just, so just weird. a hint, just a hint, hint of rubber. Is, there's
1: oh, no rubber. It tastes, just it tastes like strong no, shochu. it reminds
0: you. I have that that the black bicycle tire rubber yep. aftertaste. You I guys are just not that I, I chew on bicycle tire. Not rubber, that you don't, but, but. there's that,
2: that Well, some man. It keeps giving. You
1: <laughs> guys are so giving. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I used the radical psychology method for making this. That's fine, and it worked really it, it well. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Stephen. Thank, <laughs> Thank God we didn't end on that note. <laughs> no, I know. Here we go, licorice. Because no. there's some dirty sock in there too. I think
1: you guys are just so terrible. I yeah. think it tastes absolutely delicious. It tastes just like shiitake mushroom. Well, there is so a
0: hint of shiitake in there. I won't, there, I won't deny
1: that. It's very
2: shiitake, but shiitake has a very distinctive flavor mm-hmm. that you One don't I love. necessarily. What uh. <laughs> I utterly adore. So, <laughs> but it's got. It's not for everyone. Uh, there's some bitterness to it. There's some um, pencil eraser taste to it. There's there's a kind
1: of see. I don't agree. It does taste like shiitake. Just, <laughs> yeah,
2: At first, but
0: then as the it is good. flavor it is, develops yeah. so. as the flavor
2: develops,
1: it, it is complex. Kind of yeah. first, it's very strong. It Bam. is a complex flavor. Yeah. A complex. So how do you use shiitake as an adaptogen?
2: Uh, that's actually a fabulous one that could be. I would. I have had patients come through and I tell them, please just use this every single day okay? because they're under a lot of stress. It balances a lot of different systems, Uh, people that it combines well with herbs that are used for pain.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I suppose that would be, especially some of those herbs that are used for pain get really bitter. They they do. And it's that would cover that up. With the buyer, bicycle tire, nice flavor. <laughs> bicycle tire flavor will cover anything.
2: But it's a, a good combination with
1: yeah. A lot of those a lot of those
2: plants do have kind of a bitter thing. I've used uh, California poppy with it. I've used wild lettuce with it, and usually I'll have some kind of fruity thing, a hawthorn, for example. yeah makes sense. That's a nice thing. A ginger.
1: Ginger would probably be a nice one yeah. with it. And just like those two are used in, in interchangeably,
2: cooking. yeah. Yeah, and that's a really burdock would be fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous with it. And of course, you know, you're trying to cater your formulas to the person. Sure. But it's a nice base just like just take it, just keep taking it. It's nothing but good for you. So okay. our li- So
1: the last one is licorice, right? Wow, really? It is really I'm trying to, to open it and It's I, a
2: well-used bottle. Thing. Okay, so this one's got a dark color, kind of a brownish. Whoa. A nice and sweet mm-hmm. licorice is 50 times sweeter than sugar. Yeah, so you say. So I say. <laughs> I, I I like licorice. I know a lot of people with high, high, high blood pressure need to stay away from it. Yeah. Because it will raise your blood pressure.
0: Apparently it's not good for men either and uh, I mean not good if to use it for for
1: on, uh, an, ongoing on an ongoing basis, basis. Mm-hmm. cuz it can increase testosterone or estrogen use, yes, yes. it increases estrogen output or production which as you get older for men can be challenging because their testosterone's falling off so keeping the balance between estrogen and and um, testosterone can be challenging if you 're increasing your estrogens while your testosterone's falling off. Mm-hmm. My
2: father drank it a lot. He found Did it him? very, very helpful and I you know he substituted coffee for licorice, mm-hmm. and his constitution was like he would cycle up really high during the day and then like crash and and I think the licorice helped him moderate all of his yeah. uh, energy levels, which would just go up and down. Uh, and I think the taking coffee out for someone who who had some anger issues—it
1: was probably a wise choice, a very
2: good choice. So, and he he benefited from some female energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there is, if I mean, if your testosterone tends toward really high, licorice is not going to harm you, right?
2: You know, and it was a teacup. You know, it's yeah. like it came in a. Pre, you know, he wasn't he wasn't an herbal guy at all, right? You know, he right. criticized herbs to the day that uh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. I'm sure he'd still, if he was with it today, yeah, uh, he'd probably still be criticizing it. But to him, it was just a delicious tea. And he nice. had it in a little pre-done tea bag. And and that really did make a, a difference in his constitution. Nice. So I think that's what adaptogens are supposed to do.
1: That is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So licorice is something that used to be used to make candy. Right. But not so much so. Right. Do we know Why?
2: Um, no, that, that's a good question. I know most people, when they're making licorice candy, with the exception of, I believe, Panda, mm-hmm. that's one that I can think of off the top. We're not paid by the Panda people, by the way, uh, Panda candy folks, um, they're using anise. Right. And I think anise season. does
1: not have, it's the glizar, right Glizer what's that constituent? Uh, Thanks it's, for saying that wrong. The so one, not, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: I totally said that wrong. Glyceric acid.
1: Oh, I could see it. So I just couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. That's the one where if you're having, if you have high blood pressure, high blood pressure you can find, you can look for D-glyceride. Yeah, DGL is usually what. DGL. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. DGL licorice or licorice tinctures. Yeah. So you still want the adaptogenic properties,
2: but you yes. don't want to deal with the high blood pressure. And yeah. licorice is one of of the ones that we just surveyed here. It is one that does have um, herb drug. Herb-drug interactions. So yes. if you do take medication and, you want, and you're interested in licorice, please check it out first. Due diligence is the name yes. of the game here.
1: And the fact is that for most of these, if you're taking medications, you'll want to monitor your medication levels at the same time. Because things like, for instance, I know Hawthorne, if you're taking blood pressure medications and you start taking Hawthorne, you might very well find that your blood pressure medication continues to work, but you need to reduce your doses. Mm-hmm. And so the Hawthorne's going to help your body assimilate and, and use that medicine better. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be overdosing afterwards. Yeah, so, like a Lysinoprol, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of these different ones, if you're taking them and you're, you're on other medications, whatever they might be for, just monitor your levels.
2: Yeah, definitely. But all of these together, they have a very different flavor sample. And sometimes with like you were talking about for analgesic herbs, Mm -hmm. for example, pain controlling herbs, sometimes they'll have the same kind of flavor to them. And with adaptogens, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that's something you and I just discovered now, Patrick, by comparing them. And different cultures have their favorite adaptogens.
1: Yeah. And I think the adaptogens have favorite systems like the burdock root prefers the digestive system and the Tulsi likes the nervous system. Mm -hmm. They'll be adaptogenetic across perhaps everything and they'll help the whole body, but they have their systems of choice. So if you know that you're someone who has anxiety attacks and your nerves tend to get raw, you might want to go go for the Tulsi rather than the burdock root and try that out first. Mm -hmm. So looking at what systems you know tend to be out of balance in yourself or your family or whomever makes sense.
2: And usually if you're a patient and you go to an herbalist, they'll give you a formula. But if you're just on your own trying these herbs individually and just, you know, going a week or whatever, trying them, a dropper full, which is about a mil a day for a month is a nice way to kind of check for yourself. This feels right for me. Yeah. You know, obviously we're talking about something that's a, a nice, easy High dose medi- medicinal,
1: yeah, they're safer. And the, if you take a dropper or two, two to three times a day, mm-hmm. assuming you're not on any other medicines or have other complications that we wouldn't know about, right? Right. If you're a generally healthy person, don't stick it in your eye or up yeah. your nose
2: or whatever. Yeah, you know. these are all. If you be do,
1: good. don't blame us, please. If you know that you're a very sensitive person, like you tend to react to medicines of any sort mm-hmm. really quickly, like on really low doses, then you might want to try just like. Five or ten drops a day, sure. Those yeah. many times, yeah. Some people their sensitivity. Get, I guess that you start with knowing yourself, yeah, and
2: then get to know the herbs. But then after that, then you can say, okay, these are the herbs that really feel right for me, and and you're researching them, and then you can put them together in your own formula, yeah. But as always, at the Practical Herbalist, we recommend get to know your herbs like you get to know your friends one at a time,
1: yeah. You know. Now a word from our sponsor. Hunter Creation is a full-service graphic design studio. They offer design for print like business cards, brochures, and large format banners. They also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted WordPress sites, e-commerce, and single splash pages. To top it all off, they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices, whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information.
0: Herbalism 101. This is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge. If you would like the dirt on herbs, herbalism or anything else related, you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com/herbalism101. If we choose your question for the show, we will send you a free PDF ebook, Natural Nutrition by the Practical Herbalist, currently available for $4.99 at the Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candice and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. Today's question comes from Madeline. Madeline asks, Which herbs, due to their chemistry, are better used as a, as a tincture extract as opposed to an infusion? I know that some constituents are extracted better in alcohol as opposed to water. This might not be a 101 question, but I would really like to more, have more clarity on this. Thank you. Madeline. Well, Candice, Sue.
1: Madeline, that is a very excellent question with some layers. Like an onion, there's layers. Layers. Yes. Yes. So we'll start with the simplest
2: layer, Mm -hmm. which is? Which is that if you are making a high oil, working with a high oil plant, then that is when you would, that the infusion would be practically pointless.
1: Yes. So something, for instance, like myrrh. Myrrh, right. It's an excellent, high resinous, high oil plant.
2: Right. So, and here's the principle: oil and water don't mix. That's there. Mm-hmm. You go. Yep. Basic: oil and thing. water don't mix. No, and you have to if you do want to pull out some of these oil constituents. Some of them will respond
1: mm-hmm.
2: in a in a, in a smaller way. And this is to where you started, water.
1: This is where you start to get into the complexity of the layers. Correct. Like, for instance, cayennes. The capsaicin, which is the constituent most people are after hot, when right. when they use it as their thing. Yeah, it's the hot mm-hmm. stuff. That's technically a ra- resin. It is, correct. But I can tell you from personal experience that if you stick that in your herbal tea... Mm-hmm. It's going to be good and hot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice and spicy. And it doesn't matter if you're starting with a fresh pepper or a dried pepper. It'll be spicy. Right. And so, if you want to extract even more of it,
2: add turn it into emulsion. Add a fat like coconut oil or something mm-hmm. like that to help. You're already heated in oil and you're yeah. extracting even more of it. But you right. can taste some
1: of it. Right. Well, well, you can taste a heck of a lot of it. You, yes. Yeah. yes. No, you the can taste a lot of it. The screaming yeah. will happen. So are
0: you saying that some resins are, are, are water-soluble?
1: I don't know if it's really water soluble. I don't know heat. why it works. Heat. It's the heat. Yeah. That you're well, I think it's, up. But,
0: but like if you put, but the, it's from the oils.
1: Yes, I mean, it but, is. But if yeah. you put uh,
2: uh, cayenne pepper into a cold glass of water, you're
1: really you get not less. You're. I mean, very, I have, very, very, very little. I have gotten cold infusions to work, but mostly they work better with wet, wet fresh. Cayenne's, that right. they do with dried. Right. Cayenne. But then it's mm-hmm. the, it's already in the, the plant. Ti- yeah, the plants' right. liquids are transporting it out for right. you. Correct. So that's the power of osmosis. So in this mm-hmm. case,
0: you know, you have that, what well, Candice said, layers, you have a fresh fruit mm-hmm. versus the dried fruit. Right. Where all the water is gone and you're going to have to break down mm-hmm. the material to get into the stuff in the water, but you don't do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. right. If it propolis, if you put water. On mm-hmm. Propolis
1: no, that's not gonna work nothing
2: you're going You'll to get, get nothing. nothing. It's going to be very disappointing. yeah, and, so that's
1: part of the layers you need to know what you're working with
2: right try it right and these resins like a, a little glob of candle wax, you pour water on a candle, nothing you're work. getting nothing but if you heat it up then you're breaking that down a little bit. And again if you've got like with a with coffee, if you put uh, a cayenne pepper in a cold cup of coffee, something but if you put it in hot coffee then you're going to get yeah Yeah, and and, and you want even more than add a little bit of milk or coconut oil like we were saying before and it'll really bring out even more that's the emulsion so Mm -hmm. for the most part the um most things plants can be tinctured and infused yes Uh, but for plants that are highly resinous or highly oily uh balmagilead Uh, Cannabis. Cannabis, yeah. Uh, Yeah, as much as I love that scene
1: in, um, what's the name of that movie, Saving Grace, Mm -hmm. where they've got the whole garden full of all these old people who were drinking cannabis tea that they didn't realize they were. And they're having a wonderful effect. Yeah, it was really funny. And they were using the leaves to do this. As much as I love that scene, I think it's probably not very realistic because I think if you brewed a pot of cannabis tea from the leaves, you probably wouldn't get that level of high from it because the high comes from— well, if you from, hot milk in it, though. Possibly, but it would have to be hot milk. And how many people actually heat their milk? Old at, English people. Yeah, but then you'd have to go to the stove. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, Indian thing is, people is that, do I mean, chime. That's, That's true. And, but, and yeah. they were
0: and they were they were using the leaves.
1: And right. they were using the leaves, the leaves which yeah. have a minimal amount of the resins in it that you know the THC resins. Well, to be it? fair to the
0: show, that <laughs> scene I remember that scene. It was it, an awesome it, scene it was because they had they had fired up the, they were burning their supply yeah because the cops are coming and there was smoke everywhere
1: yeah no Aww. it was that's right it was the other the two ladies, the two at, the ladies at the counter at the, so. at the convenience so if you store.
0: haven't seen that show saving grace there you go
2: yes, we're not we're not being sponsored by saving grace by the way just to make sure or by cannabis or by cannabis, <laughs> Is cannabis corporate now? well no. <laughs> <laughs> wait. yeah so but anyway back to the question uh, yeah, it depends. For the most part, tincture, infusion, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of cool books on that subject uh, mm-hmm. that have ratios in them. I like uh, Heart of the Earth by Cheryl Tilger.
1: Yeah. I think you have a James... Um, James Green's James Green. Handbook of Herbal Medicine Making, I think is what it's called. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's got a lot of good recipes
2: in it. And um, in our herbal folios... We write ratios and different things, you know, real specifics down for each individual plant yes that we' do. for featuring. And on our website, um, there are things that we haven't written folios on, and we have more specific information on that just on the website too, so if you're curious, but in general, yeah, one more question that we'd love to ask answer with a yes or no, but cannot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've answered it with an onion.
1: We've answered everything.
2: Yes, once again. Well, thank you for the the question. So, if you have a question,
0: make sure to fill out the Herbal 101 form on the website. And if we ask your question on the air, you will get a free uh, natural herbal nutrition book worth Mm -hmm. $4.99 from our store. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, Sue, yeah, or
2: or on, we have a Twitter account. You can follow us there. Uh, You can. Check us out on Instagram.
1: Um, well, our Instagram, we, we don't have an Instagram account yes. so much oh, as there don't? is an Instagram gallery. Called, oh, there's a hashtag. It's a hashtag called the Practical Herbalist. And hopefully you guys are gonna be posting wonderful herbal adventure pictures to the hashtag. I'd yeah, that share,
2: share your information with other people? I mean that's what this thing is all about mm-hmm. is sharing your information. And there's a lot of other links and resources that we mentioned on our program. And just check out our show notes. We it's on realherbalism.com. Right. We have recipes yeah, no, and not. how to how to no, no, it's
0: not on real Oh,
2: you're right, you're right. No. <laughs> real herbalism Actually, radio.
0: Real well, yeah, but now really the best way to go is back to thepracticalherbalist.com practical slash podcast.
2: Okay, the practical herbalist. Um, yes, I stand
0: corrected. No, that's okay. And, and, and even if you went to the real herbalism radio.com, it would automatically forward you to the practical herbalist.com slash podcast. Wow. So, See, even
2: I'm learning things. So it's not
0: a problem. We just decided that we weren't going to run two separate websites.
2: Right. Yes. Right. You can check out our, our uh, e books, links to our e books there. And there's just. We try to put a bunch of information on there that's highly useful, and we really welcome your feedback. That's what we want is to make this a uh, conversation is that helps us be better herbalists, and it shares with other people so we can spread the love of herbalism to the world. Indeed.
0: This show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com.